Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I am Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Happy Pi Day, Simone. Are you going to have any pie today? No. Okay. Well, I don't think I am either. No. But. I gave up sweets for Lent, actually. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So Good for I you. can't eat your birthday cake tomorrow oh, either. No. Well, I technically gave up booze for Lent, but I think Would I might. Would you drink wine? Are you one of them? <laughs> <laughs> I might take a, a pause. You know, my birthday always falls during Lent, so it's kind of unfair because I'm like, well, you know, I want to celebrate my birthday. So I, you get, uh, you get like, I get a pass. Yeah. A birthday you get pass. some cheat days up in mm-hmm. there. Somebody told me that you could cheat on Fridays, and I don't, I was like, <laughs> where you got that rule and then somebody said you can cheat on sundays because sundays don't count in lent like there's 40 days in lent i haven't heard that you know i I went to catholic school me too (laughs) i didn't realize how good we have it in louisiana until i left louisiana and then had to experience lent i'm like Lent is just an excuse for us to eat a bunch of fried seafood and crawfish. Man, and our our like oysters. school sells uh, fried seafood dinners yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's not really. A well, and I'll see you down at the fish fry at Our Lady of yes, Lourdes and Violet, which was my childhood church, where idea. Restore the Mississippi River Delta is doing. They're sponsoring a fish fry on April fifth, I believe. I love that idea. Yes, so. uh, does we do but do we know anyone having a crawfish fundraiser? Is what I need to. We need, need some <laughs> crawfish. I need some crawfish in my life. So you had a busy week. You were out touring. I don't even know what it is. A lot of stuff. Today is. I don't know what tomorrow Today's... is. And we have a really crazy week next week. Well, and so, yeah, but it's good. It's springtime is always a time mm-hmm. for people to come out. Uh, we have a lot of folks coming down from D.C. Yeah. and A lot so... of out-of-town visitors oh. and getting to show them. Yeah. I mean, you do this yes. so well, but... But, you know, the working coast and also um, restoration, you know, going out to Caminata. Yeah, we, man, that's uh, never a day that I hate. We got to take a boat ride and they got to go out to the beach. And so we talk about that a lot on the show, but seeing really is believing here. And we had a chance to take a couple of groups out there and and then talk to them about Coastal 101 tomorrow. I'm talking to a leadership Louisiana group, which are people from all over the state uh, that take part in this leadership program. And we're grateful enough that they come to our area Um to do a, a tour, spend uh, two and a half days down here to learn more That's about awesome. it. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. Next week's going to be really busy, too. We have two trips going on at the same time. Um, so if this weather would cooperate, it's like up, down, up, It's that down. time of the year where you just don't it know is. what you're going to get. So. It is. So one of the people that's in leadership, Louisiana, is a very good friend of mine, Dr. Christine Strickland, and we're lucky enough to have her on the show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, workforce and, and how um, locally you can find career paths towards coastal management. Yeah, I'm really excited. We've talked about this um, in the past just in terms of workforce development, but also coastal literacy, coastal education. And so both of our guests are going to um, enlighten us about how they're doing that in their institutions. Yes. Yeah, so let's bring her on if we can. So Dr. Christine Strickland was awarded the Educator of the Year by Lafouche Chamber of Commerce at its 2017 annual awards banquet. She's the Chancellor of Fletcher Technical Community College, serving over 2,000 students in the Bayou region. She served several in several different senior leadership positions. In addition to her current responsibility, she serves in leadership roles within our community, my community, and within her profession. So welcome to the show, Dr. Strickland. Well, hello, everybody. How are you today? She's off to a reception for Leadership Louisiana, so I'm glad you were able to call in. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making time for us. Thank you for not being a couple of drinks in. I guess you didn't give up (laughs) alcohol for Lent, huh? (laughs) 
Oh, absolutely not. That would be bad form. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Strickland, I'm going to call you Christine, if that's okay, because I, I probably can't stop myself. <laughs> so tell us, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Who's your mama? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, sure. So I um, actually grew up in Cleveland, right outside Cleveland, Ohio, in a small little town called Eastlake, lived right on Lake Erie. And, um, you know, I had a great childhood. I have uh, five older brothers. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, I got a, I got, a, I grew up tough, I guess. Um, <laughs> but you know, mom and dad who, who worked hard, um, both, um, blue collar workers in Cleveland. Um, my dad worked for Lincoln electric and my mom worked for Sears. And, um, and I share with people a lot of times that neither of my parents graduated from high school. And so education has always, um, actually been really important to them that, that me and my older brothers, you know, moved on. And so I got an opportunity to go to college, um, and went to Ohio university, which is in the Southern part of, uh, Ohio. And that's Athens. the joke about the Ohio state unit, right? And there's a little yeah. joke there, right? <laughs> yeah, there is. So, um, the Ohio state kind of. They, they got on our nerves a little bit. So Ohio <laughs> University, just a little history here, Ohio University was the first land-grant institution out of yeah. the original 13 colonies. That's very neat. And so, yeah. So when I was in college, though, Ohio State sued Ohio University to make them change their names because oh, they man. wanted to be the only Ohio um, university in the state. Man, and we think lost. we have bad stuff here in Louisiana. <laughs> we think we've got right, bad blood right. between LSU and Tulane. Yeah, and... right. Exactly. That's pretty tough. So, interestingly enough, they lost the lawsuit, and so their solution was to put the V <laughs> Ohio State. Okay, I never that understood that, that but okay. <laughs> well, I had the pleasure of living in Ann Arbor for a few years, and I would say the University of Michigan people might have some choice words for the Ohio State University, <laughs> but we won't go there. <laughs> You won't go there for sure. So, Christine, but, um, that's definitely yeah. different than Louisiana, right? So, sure. um, how'd you get here? So, you know, I graduated and I had had enough snow. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so, I bet. Yep. <laughs> so, I, um, I decided to do my job searching um, as far south as I could go. And in fact, um, what came down to take a job at Tulane University. Huh. And so that's what brought me down. I thought, you know, I was early 20s and I thought New Orleans was an awesome place to live for a few years and then I was going to like go get a real job, right? Um, <laughs> That's what <laughs> Jock and I keep city. saying too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I got down here and I fell in love with Louisiana and I never left. So I moved down in 93 um, and I have been here ever since. So and never bought a coat since I, probably, huh? <laughs> nope, exactly. And, um, you know, so now I've lived in Louisiana longer actually than I lived in Ohio. Um, and I was just up home this past Christmas uh, for a niece's wedding, and my brother looked at me and he said, you know, I've finally come to accept I don't think you're ever coming back to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. And your kids, they grew up in Louisiana too, so it must be different seeing them grow up here than how you grew up. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, my kids were born and raised here, and um, it is, it's, it's a very 
it's a very different, um, I mean, it's a very different culture. Um, when I first moved down from Ohio, the first year was kind of tough um, just to get acclimated. And um, But, you know, for my kids to be able to see them grow up down here, and they love the state. Um, they, you know, they've gone on to college. Three of them have now. I've got one who's still here. Um, and even since we've moved down now to Thibodeau, uh, my daughter loves it down here. She has just really flourished. Um, the community is so welcoming and everybody is so nice. Um, so it's, it's been a wonderful, um, shift for us just to move to Thibodeau, even from New Orleans, but we really do love the state. And for my husband, it's home. He was born and raised, um, in Algiers in New Orleans. And so. she still rides in the Mardi Gras parade oh, up yeah. in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's still real involved. <laughs> so, Dr. Strickland, we definitely want to talk more about Fletcher and your role there as chancellor. Um, we're about to head into a break, but tell us a little bit of, of information, just overview. You know, where's Fletcher? Um, where can people go to find more information about its offerings? Um, all of that kind of basic information. Sure. So Fletcher is actually located in Schriever, um, which is sort of midpoint between, I guess, Homa and uh, Thibodeau, I would say. We're located right off of Highway 90 on 311, and many people are familiar with the BP Homa Learning Resource Center. We're right next door. Um, We have about 2,000 students who are in our credit programs, about 1,000 who come through non-credit or short-term training, like our CDL program, and then we have another 1,000 people that we serve in adult basic education and English as a second language, so for those who haven't completed a high school diploma. Um, So we also serve that population as well. And folks can find us on the web very easily at Fletcher.edu, and we have all of our offerings and everything listed there. Perfect, perfect. Well, we definitely want to take a deep dive into some of the coastal things that y'all are working on over at Fletcher, Uh, but we're up against the break. You'll stick with us through the break, Christine? Absolutely. Great. Uh, You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be right back. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems 
focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available online at deltadispatches.org, where we discuss Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. And today, we are discussing the very important topic of coastal education and workforce development. And we're starting in my part of the world. Yes, we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> although I, I lay claim to Terrebonne, too. That's true. Too. That's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Got some roots. Through the A-Bears, you know. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Christine Strickland, Chancellor for Fletcher Technical Community College, is on the line. I hope still. Christine, are you still there? I'm still here. So we're a coastal show. Sometimes we forget that. Um, But we uh, wanted to talk to you about Fletcher. And you are, when I know from working with you directly, that you really do see the importance of coastal for, um, or the working coast, right? Um, So tell us some ways that Fletcher's uh, becoming engaged on the coastal front. Sure. So, you know, we, um, when I arrived at Fletcher, one of the things that obviously was a large topic of conversation was the coast and um, a lot of the efforts to restore it. And when I went out and met with business and industry folks, um, you know, it was just evident how important this is to our community. And so we began working at Fletcher on where could we um, help in these efforts. And I think really there's there's two primary areas that we're working on, and one of those is just general education of our community. Um, we are really excited to be able to host and bring to campus um, students who maybe are in high school or middle school to be able to educate them about the issues um, because it is it is directly impacting our communities. You know, this is not something that's happening an hour away or two hours away or whatever, you know, in a different parish. It's happening to us and to our people. Um, And then on the other front, it's really about workforce development. It's about preparing our community to be able to work in jobs and um, work in careers that will directly impact and help us restore and protect our coast. So, Christine, you, uh, we had a chance to be able at Restore Retreat to work with you last fall. Um, you had been hosting different uh, students into um, Fletcher to talk about oil and gas careers or, or different things, and we kind of hijacked that idea and tried it for Coastal. And so I just want to thank you for that partnership. We look forward to doing it with you again. We had um, almost a 1,000 um, students from Terrebonne Parish's public schools. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, we wanted to introduce them to Fletcher. 
Fletcher into the campus to see what, um, you know, going to school um, might look like. Uh, Christine let us take over the building. It was really great. Um, but we offered him uh, just kind of a Coastal 101 and then uh, introduced some careers to them. And then we had some things outside where uh, people could go to tables and we had some demonstrations from Nichols. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we took the time to talk about that a little bit, Christine, because it really was a great partnership, but absolutely could not have happened without your willingness. So thank you for doing that for us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for, for asking us to host. It was a great day. So we have some other, um, we're going to have Nunez on uh, in the second half of the show. So tell us about how you work with other um, groups to kind of figure out maybe what your lane is in Coastal. Or tell us about that collaboration for the community colleges. Yeah, sure. So it is interesting because about uh, probably about two years ago, um, you know, we have pretty regular meetings as chancellors, and there was a lot of conversation about programs that were beginning to be developed at the different community colleges, and specifically uh, sort of in our, what I would call sort of the greater New Orleans region, right? So North Shore Technical Community College in on the North Shore, um, Delgado, which is located in the heart of New Orleans, and then Nunez over in Chalmette representing, you know, St. Bernard Black and then Fletcher. And so I actually uh, talked to my other chancellors and said, can we convene a meeting to have some conversations about what we are doing? Because one of the things that we don't want to do is we don't want to get ourselves in a position where we are detracting in some way by having duplicate programs or having institutions kind of going in different directions. So we came together and and it was a really great um, experience. And and what ultimately we decided was, um, it's funny you use those words, is, is what were our lanes, right? Um, And so North Shore said that they wanted to focus on water quality. Um, They have a lot of wells, and that was sort of their focus. Delgado was looking at urban water management. And then Nunez and Fletcher both said, you know, we really want to focus on the coastal restoration and protection. Um, We have written some grants as a consortium of the four institutions, specifically about living with water and water management. But in particular, Nunez and Fletcher have done some significant work recently in the development of an associate degree in coastal sciences, um, as well as collaborated. Um, We both are the recipient of some restore dollars uh, for some short-term training. So we've been collaborating on those curriculums and how we can really work to develop this new workforce for a lot of the new jobs that will be coming in as we begin to see dollars come into our state for restore um, and protection efforts. So that's great. So Terrebonne Parish, um, you know, we've talked about the money sometimes before, but uh, so the parishes themselves get an allocation of dollars in Terrebonne Parish, right? Um, Dedicated some of their coastal dollars to you. Yes, uh, they sure did. So when we um, began some conversations with them, there are dollars or there's a category available in the Restore funding for workforce development. And so we approached the parish and we had a great conversation and moved forward with, um, it'll be a 40-hour coastal, really 101. Um, and it is de- it, it's sort of tracked and focused for individuals who might have been former oil and gas employees, displaced workers, veterans who are returning home from the military and what it is is to take them and to give them the additional skills 
skill set they need in order to find employment with some of these new uh, projects that are coming to our area. And so, you know, we will we will help them identify pieces of equipment. It'll be a little bit on the environmental, um, maybe even endangered species, a little bit of things like dredging and trenching. Um, but it will give them a high-level overview so that when they go to the job or they go to an employer, they have maybe, and we're hoping, a leg up um, in terms of getting those positions because they have a little bit more knowledge base and skill. And um, Dr. Strickland, I mean, in addition to partnering with other uh, institutions and community colleges, you also work with industry groups as well. So tell us a little bit about your industry advisory panel. Sure. So we have industry advisory panels for each of our majors, uh, and then we just recently started an industry advisory panel for our coastal restoration efforts. And um, in in just in talking about collaboration, Nunez has participated on that, and some of their advisory board members have come down and participated. But we work really, really closely with a variety of different groups. Um, it's educational partners such as LumCon and Nickel State. Um, it includes workforce partners, um, oil and gas partners like Shell. Um, and uh, Chevron and BP. We also have other local partners um, who are working and doing jobs. Um, Weeks Marine has been a wonderful participant who does um, a lot of the dredging. And so it really is a broad-based group. Um, We also have economic development people. So we've tried to create a group where we kind of touch every topic so that when we put our programs together, they are really being responsive to industry needs into our community needs in terms of where the jobs are going and how can we best prepare our community to to get those jobs. And are you seeing increased interest um, for students to, you know, go into these fields and then develop the skills needed to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been such a wide uh, and a broad-based focus on STEM, the, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, degrees for a while now nationally. And so we know that more and more students are seeing that that's the way to go. But in particular in our area, um, you know, this is, these are their homes. This is where they live. And so they see and they hear on a regular basis the impact um, of our coastline and the erosion of that is having. Um, And so, you know, it is critically important. You know, we we recently took a group of students over to the Netherlands to study their wow. living with water and water management. I, I wanted to pretend to be a student. <laughs> Simone would have enrolled yeah. just for that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, it was interesting because we had students from all different majors apply. So we expected the science majors to apply or, you know, students who are interested in the environment. But we had students who were in nursing apply. And their reason was because they see and hear what's happening every day in their hometowns. And they want to know how they can go about making an impact even in um, their own daily lives, even if it's not something that they select that specifically coastal restoration as a career. Well, Dr. Strickland, we enjoyed having you on the show today. We're up against the break. Just remind us one more time where they can find out more information about Fletcher. Absolutely at www.fletcher.edu. Thank you, Christine. We will have you on in the future and we'll be talking more about this. From the bottom of the Marianas Trench, this is ASPN, the American Shoreline Podcast Network. News for the pelagic-minded. 
And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. And it is time for the very important Coastal Stat of the Week (coughs) coming to you in the third segment of this week's show. (laughs) Not the fourth. The Coastal Stat of the Week. According to Louisiana's Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Louisiana has the highest alligator population, currently approaching 2 million. Although alligators can be found in ponds, lakes, canals, bayous, rivers, swamps, and the Terrio girls' backyard, (laughs) in Louisiana, the highest populations occur in coastal marshes. Of almost 4.5 million acres of alligator habitat available in Louisiana, coastal marshes account for approximately 3 million, followed by Cypress Tupelo Swamp, dewatered wetlands, Atchafalaya Basin Swamp, and lakes. Very interesting. I don't know if you saw, but Tristan Barrick with the Times Picayune had an article that was probably the most terrifying article I've read in a long time. They are Lumcon, I believe, is taking alligator carcasses from Lumcon and dropping them into the Gulf just to see what what creatures of the deep will come and consume the alligator. And there's photos. Last night, my husband goes. Did you see that thing Lumcon did? And I was like, oh, I'm always interested in what Lumcon did. He's like, I'm going to send you the article. He was like, you should see these things that live on the bottom of the ocean. And then it's one of those things where like, oh, this looks disgusting or this tastes disgusting. Drink it. Try it. He was like, yeah. he, he had to share it with me. You can't me. not yeah, share that. Unbelievable. It, it's probably, it's the premise of a horror story. Oh, for sure. Or a horror movie. You know, you go down there. They and... find the soft spots of the alligator. Ugh, okay, so we'll have to okay. have Tristan on to ask yeah, him yeah, how, okay. how long he didn't sleep yeah. after yes. that. <laughs> Getting back to the subject at hand, <laughs> workforce <laughs> development and coastal education. Um, Dr. Strickland mentioned Nunez Community College and their partnership, um, but I'm so excited to have Martin Mance, Coastal Re- Restoration Program Manager with Nunez Community College on Delta Dispatches. Welcome to the show, Martin. Hi, Jock. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, great to have you. So, um, Dr. Strickland mentioned, you know, Nunez uh, Community College is located in Chalmette, but give us a little overview of Nunez um, and some of the offerings you have there. Well, Nunez is definitely a gem here in St. Bernard Parish. We offer a lot of skilled trades training, and we're also a full-blown community college in that we offer general education courses leading up to uh, associate's degrees. A couple of our popular programs right now include our um, process technology program, our nursing program, our aerospace program, and soon to be coastal restoration program on the horizon. That's awesome. And I mean, I guess aerospace, you're pretty close to Mishu out there, right off of Paris Road. So uh, it makes sense. But um, tell us a little bit about your role as coastal restoration program manager. I mean, I imagine for a lot of community colleges, that's a, a relatively new position, but a very important one. Well, I can tell you that um, before my appointment, the position did not exist. So um, it's evolved due to our current um, scenario on our coast, and because of that, the St. Bernard Parish government decided to allocate their funds, just as um, you know, Dr. Strickland described, uh, towards developing a program at Nunez. And so uh, because of that, incoming uh, amount of funds, we were able to meet with some folks, get together, make a plan, and um, we're starting to put it into place. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about that 
the program and some of the other projects that are ongoing. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your background. So I know you've been an educator and a communicator, uh, leader, learner for a long time. Uh, it says here you've taught over 1,500 students. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, sure. Um, well, I am originally from southeast Texas. That is on, um, you know, the border of Texas and Louisiana right there. And I just kind of jumped over that border to Lake Charles and uh, lived in Lake Charles for a while and taught at Soella uh, Community College there and um, did a whole lot of fishing down there in the Calcasieu Lake and um, spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, the Cajun Riviera down there is uh, Holly Beach. Uh, if you hadn't been there, yeah. it's a really cool place. Um, and then I'm, I moved down further along I-10, further east, to Baton Rouge. I decided to go back to, to school to earn a doctorate degree in oceanography and coastal science. And you know, while I was there, I was going down there to Grand Isle, spending some time in the Caminata Pass, catching some speckled trout, nice. and, uh, learning about the coast and everything going on. And you know, this opportunity came up, and I said, "Wow, you know, that's for me. I got to get down there." You know, see what I can what I can do. So, how are you liking things in my neck of the woods in St. <laughs> yeah. Bernard Parish and Plaquemines? Sounds like he follows the fish, actually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I still am, but I am liking it very well here. It's a great community, growing community, and with the growing community, you need increasing opportunities for education and employment, which is the goal of our program here. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the billboards, but St. Bernard is the sixth fastest growing suburb and the entire United States, Simone. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love their billboards and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's nice. So getting back to kind of your, your role and kind of, you know, the role of community colleges particularly, um, why do you think it's so important for schools like Nunez, Fletcher to focus on coastal issues? Well, um, you know, we're right here along the coast and our geographic location just puts us in the spot to be able to make those connections. We've got the industry, the employers, we've got the students, the community, and, you know, our communities are, they know things are changing. You know, they see it firsthand. They have the traditional ecological ecological knowledge, and they spend time out on the water and know what's going on. They see it happening. And so uh, people want to know what they can do to help. We always have uh, inquiries about uh, what more can be done. And so we're trying to answer that question, and we're trying to trying to do more. So tell us about some of the programs that you all hope to offer at Nunez that are focused on, on those coastal issues. Sure. So we've got both, um, well, really, we've got three sort of areas we're working in. One is uh, workforce development. The, the other is educational programming. And what ties it all together is um, being able to get involved in restoration projects that are ongoing. And so we encourage, you know, students or, um, you know, the community to get involved in these projects. So workforce development, and then academic curriculum. Our academic curriculum will consist of a um, stackable series of credentials, a one-year certificate, a technical diploma, and an associate's degree so that you can earn the credential and um, hopefully gain employment and continue on with your education. So um, we've got that pathway built out and we're looking and developing the specifics now of how we can implement it. 
And are you seeing um, an increase in interest from students and prospective students? I mean, I asked Dr. Strickland that, but I'm curious what your thoughts are as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, um, Chalmette High School is one of our partners in the projects that we have that are ongoing. And even prior to my arrival, um, you know, there were projects that were um, in place, and they said, well, it's time that we get on top of this and we get all of these um, pieces together in one place and consolidate them into uh, one big effort. And so, yeah, there is, there's a lot of interest. And it's so great to see that. I mean, the way that, you know, both Nunez but also Chalmette High School are really taking on these issues and leading with them. I mean, Obviously, St. Bernard was so devastated after Katrina. You know, there was a consolidation of the schools with Andrew Jackson, high school closing. But Chalmette High has become kind of, they, I think they understand, mm-hmm. you know, what's at stake for their students, but also the opportunities that exist. And I, I, to hear you all partnering with the high school as well is, is so great, um, you know, that you're providing these resources and these uh, opportunities to um, students. Oh, absolutely. And the state of Louisiana recognized this also. They have a what's called a jumpstart pathway that's been approved in environmental protection and sustainability um, statewide. So um, because of that, we're able to reach to the high school level um, to deliver that knowledge and information um, at that age group that's you know, very impressionable and ultimately will be the ones who inherit our coasts. And these are kind of the post-Katrina kids, too, right? I mean, they were still uh, maybe young enough to remember what happened and now have grown up and so still want to take action. So that's really great. I, I appreciate the background behind, you know, Chalmette High, and I love that they're really, really interested. So uh, we're up against a break right now, Martin. Um, so uh, if you don't mind, when we come back, we want to talk a little bit more about a project that you have. Um, it seems like in partnership with Miro, right? Uh, and yeah. also um, maybe ask you, a fun question or so <laughs> so be prepared no for pressure that. <laughs> all right so before we go though martin right but we have just a couple of seconds tell us where people can go to find out more about nunez community college and its offerings websites twitter those kinds of things yeah absolutely we do have all of that we are in fact having an open house if you'd like oh, to come in awesome. person on march the 27th from five to seven in arcane technology center so that's march 27th our website is www.nunez.edu. That's N-U-N-E-Z. Our phone number, 504-278-6467. And we also have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat account. Oh, wow. And right. I hear there's a new coffee shop in Nunez. <laughs> and is it a Chick-fil-A, too, or <gasps> did I mis- misread that? Yeah, we definitely have a coffee shop in Chick-fil-A. You heard we just got nice. our Chick-fil-A at All right, well, we need to talk more about this after the break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> You're on the ASPN Network. Coastal news for the pelagic-minded. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available online, deltadispatches.org. Today we are discussing coastal education, coastal literacy, workforce development, and the role that our community colleges um, play play in that. And so we're so excited to have Martin Mance, Coastal Restoration Program Manager with Nunez Community College in Chalmette, back on the show. Welcome back, Martin. 
Thank you. So, Martin, we are talking about an important topic with uh, workforce for Coastal, um, but we have an unimportant question to ask you. Okay. <laughs> it's a fun question. Um, today is Pi Day, as you likely well know. 314. Um, so what is your favorite type of pie? Oh, my goodness. I know I you're from East one? Texas, so you have to Come like tie or pie. Well, of course I do. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pie is good. Uh, pecan pie. <laughs> nice. I agree. I would I would have gone further and been like, you're talking about a hand pie. You're talking about, <laughs> you know, cubics. What are we talking about pie. here? I was going to say that one, too. Crawfish would mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Key lime, maybe. Ooh, yeah. I'm so, so hungry. It's so hard to <laughs> choose yeah, all the different types of pie. All right. Well, so... You know, one of the things that you all worked on recently, um, and we actually had folks from the Marrow Foundation, Blaze Pazold, on to talk about Cook-Off for the Coast, but that whole effort was in support of a coastal restoration project that you're working on in partnership with Shamet High. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's it's really great, um, you know, the, the effort that's been put in uh, by so many different people on this project. And uh, we, we look to incorporate more people as, um, you know, our time and our uh, plants allow because we've got plants in the greenhouse at Dockville right now that um, we collected propagules for black mangroves, which are um, the particular species that we are planting in the Biloxi Marsh Complex. Uh, the black mangrove is, you know, very um, beneficial for the environment. It has a really expansive root structure that uh, holds the soil together and prevents erosion and it also uh, sequesters a substantial amount of nutrients and carbon from from the environment and filters the water and so it's great for the habitat yeah, and we actually had um, Captain Lucas Bissett on the show recently, yeah. um, and he talked a little bit. I mean, he does a lot of uh, charter, you know, he's a charter captain out of uh, St. Bernard and kind of in a new uh, documentary, but he talked a lot about the ecological value of the mangroves and kind of he's been a collaborator on the project too, correct? Absolutely. We uh, are having a conference call tomorrow, and uh, we're discussing, you know, site selection and where the best location is to plant our next um, crop of uh, plants, which will be about 1,500. That's awesome. And um, how do you see the students getting involved in the project, either from Chalmette or, or Nunez? Yeah, so they... Um, have already uh, been involved. Whenever the planting is done, there are different styles of planting. They kind of do a um, a circular radius type planting, and then a linear sort of planting, so that um, you know the workflow and the incorporation of students and teamwork and experiential learning is able to be done. You know, while they're out there, uh, you know, of course, it's about having a good time, but for a good cause as well. Absolutely, and. I know you were at the cook-off for the coast. Simone and I were there yeah. as well. Um, so how did, of food. <laughs> yeah. how did that effort support the project? Yeah, so that was actually one of the two projects that we have uh, going on. And so the funds raised at the cook-off for the coast are going to go to um, both of these projects together because they're – kind of um, the word we like to use is a synergy. So in addition to planting mangroves along the uh, shoreline, what we're also doing is um, students at Nunez who are uh, Chalmette High School uh, dual enrollment students have been welding uh, vertical oyster reef 
Gabion um, baskets, if you will, that will um, serve as breakwaters along that same shoreline. So we have sort of a combination approach to protecting that shoreline by having the planted mangroves and the vertical oyster reef breakwaters to stop the wave energy from reaching the shore and causing erosion. That is so cool. I mean, I love one that, you know, you can be a student at Shalmet High and do some sort of, you know, a program where you're getting those kind of skills and developing those skills. And two, that like, you know, you could be pursuing a skill like welding and whereas in the past it might have been like just your standard construction job or, you know, working on a car or whatever. Now you're going to help reconstruct our coast. And so that's just so awesome. The opportunities are amazing, really. It it really is a great, great, great project. And we're looking to, you know, tomorrow discuss how we're going to move forward with things because of the interest that uh, people have in participating. So there have been other programs that you all have, um, you know, kind of held at Nunez. One is uh, Coastal Conversations. Tell us a little bit about that that event. Yeah, the Coastal Conversations event is a evening community gathering type event uh, to bring education and ideas and ask for people to discuss and share what they think could be done um, in the community. And so we've held three of those and uh, plan more for the future as our program develops. And um, the conversation is usually centered around a particular topic. And uh, we discuss that topic and, you know, then pull the attendees for what they may wish to discuss in the future. That's awesome. And I mean, there are so many people in St. Bernard who obviously like have lived this, continue to live this on a daily basis. And so, like you mentioned, um, traditional traditional ecological knowledge, but also just their lived experiences having gone through so much. And so I'm sure the community is really engaged. Um, how do you see, I mean, having lived in Texas and then like Charles and Baton Rouge and now St. Bernard, I mean, are you seeing similarities across the different coastal regions? Um, are there things that are unique maybe to St. Bernard? Well, every single region that you're going to be in is going to have its own uh, unique character, but there are similarities, so it's both. Here in St. Bernard, what uh, you know makes us different is our uh, commercial fishing. St. Bernard Parish is a very large producer of seafood, and we have one of the most productive uh, estuaries here um, due to the you know, combination of um, conditions. So those conditions here, you know, allow for, um, you know, the three main types of seafood to be caught in abundance and to be some of the, if not the best, seafood in the world. So you literally did follow the fish to (laughs) save her in her. (laughs) All right. Well, Martin, thank you so much for um, being on the show and for being on Delta Dispatches and for all the work you're doing in St. Bernard to, you know, educate the next generation and the next workforce. So one more time, where can people go to find out more information about Nunez Community College? Well, I I would love if you're interested to come and talk to me on March 27th at our open house from 5 to 7 in the Kane Technology Center. But from your computer screen, you can type in www.nunez.edu and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Awesome. Well, thank you again, um, Martin Mance, Coastal Restoration Program Manager with Nunez Community College. We'll have to have you back on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we'll have you back I would on. love to. I had a great time speaking with both of you. All right. Good luck with your open house, too. 
Thank you very much. So, Jacques, there's a couple of coastal events coming up yeah. that we want to run through real quick before the end of the show. Uh, Tulane University is having a Climate Action Week this week, and you can check it out. They have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com backslash green Tulane for more info. And then another Coastal Connections event next in Buris. week. In Buris. They're going back to the uh, West Bank side. They're going to be at the Buris Auditorium on Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, CPRA board meeting on the 20th, and that's back in Baton Rouge uh, at 9.30 a.m. in the Louisiana State Capitol House Committee Room 6. So they usually uh, air those on Facebook Live as yep. well. So if, even if you can't make it to Baton Rouge, you can tune in. And the Lafitte Greenway Hike Fest is next Saturday, March 23rd from 11 to 4. Um, so you can learn more about that at LafitteGreenway.org. There's also some volunteer events. Yeah, um, oyster shell bagging on the 23rd um, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Bureau. So the Beerus Boat Harbor, go to crcl.org slash volunteer to learn more information. Or if you don't want to do that, you can go plant trees in the Moorpaw Land Bridge um, with Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. So go to facebook.com slash Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. And I'll give one more plug to the Fish Fry and Our Lady of Lords down in Violet. Um, and that is on April 5th in the evening. And you can pick up your fish uh, and learn more about coastal issues. Happy almost birthday, my love. Thank you. Another great show. And we'll see y'all next week.